Let's do it. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Ever Adaptive Podcast. I am your host, Sarah Bodson, here with my beautiful co-host, Becky, and we have a third beautiful face on today, my lovely friend, Heather. Thank you so much for joining us. So Um, happy to be here. Heather is a woman that does everything. (laughs) All the things. You are a bodybuilder. You are a mother. You are a coach. Let's just kind of hear your elevator spiel and just kind of roll, roll from there. Yeah. So, um, obviously my name is Heather. I live in the Northwest. Um, I've been bodybuilding gosh for like 20 years, it seems like now. And I was a collegiate athlete. I played softball at university of Oregon. So I was kind of always an athlete, always very driven, um, and competitive. And I kind of panicked when I was finishing up college and not knowing like what my next move was in terms of sports. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, I've been coached all my life. What am I going to do with myself? Um, but then it just kind of fell into place. I was approached by three male bodybuilders at a gym when I was training and they're like, Oh, your legs. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And I was like, I didn't know what was going on. They're like, you have to compete. You have to bodybuild. And I just fell in love with it after that. Um, and then I ended up getting married, having two kids. Um, it was not a great marriage. It was, it was a bad situation. So Mm -hmm. I left that and the kids were just toddlers and I've been a single parent, just 365, 24 seven for their entire life. And I've been competing. I was a heavy female. Yes. Let's get into Um, this. Let's get into this. It's so awesome. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy. Um, and I'm keep in mind, ladies, I'm only five, two and a half. Like I'm a short. Oh my God. Yeah. I have a very short. Um, and I was like at my heaviest, like almost 190. So I Holy had shit. <laughs> I know. A lot of muscle in you though. Oh man. My well, it was so much that because I'm so short, trying to keep my waist and the X frame and everything, that was that was a lot. And what it was made you, what made you go for women's bodybuilding? Like, well, yeah, at the time there wasn't anything else. All the okay. other divisions hadn't come into play yet, but I also was always kind of a refrigerator. Like I always had a lot <laughs> of muscle. I was, you know, powerlifting in college. Okay. You know, and I'm kind of a hobbit. like I'm very short. And so I just kind of grew outward. <laughs> and so i It was was a logical move. Yeah. But as soon as, you know, I started seeing, especially wellness, um, I never really liked carrying that much muscle to begin with. So it was, yeah, it was very appealing to me. Yeah. So go into that, your decision to downsize from Mm -hmm. women's bodybuilding to wellness, which by the way, guys, if you haven't seen her transformation, it's fucking insane it is you look so good you look so good you You are competing this year right yeah yeah in july yeah well and i i thank you so much it's i think people that are in the industry appreciate uh, appreciate it a little bit more because they understand first of all how hard it is to put on the lean mass Mm -hmm. but then for me you know i was very nervous like downsizing i'm like dude this could go epically wrong like this could i could just look 
weird. Like my symmetry could be off. I could just look kind of like a normie. I call normal people normies. <laughs> um, and just be soft and small. Like I was so terrified yeah. because people don't do right. it. Like it's not something you see. Um, but yeah, no, I just, I, I've always done posing, you know, so I've, I've played with the posing and everything when I'm working with my clients and I was like, I just love mm -hmm. this. And I'd be like in my heels and I'm just kind of feeling myself. And then that's when <laughs> you have to imagine like 185 pound heavyweight bodybuilder, just feeling herself in her heels. I'm like, just, yes. And <laughs> so I was like, you know, why not? I love a challenge. I wanted something new. And I also really was kind of wanting to go that route just lifestyle wise. So yeah, I just made the decision to do it. And that was like a year and a half ago. So it's been like a year and a half. Yeah. Oh, Heather. Okay. So I'm assuming what she was talking about is like, I made that lifestyle shift and yes, it was predominantly because I wanted to um, do something that was the most healthy for me as yeah. well. And even though I feel as though I was navigating the female bodybuilding arena really well, I also mm -hmm. felt that long-term, um, that wasn't aesthetically what I wanted to look like, but okay. it was also very uncomfortable for yeah. somebody as short as me to carry that much mass. Um, and yeah, I was just ready to throw some heels on and strap my stuff. Like I was ready for it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's such, a, it's such a different like demeanor too. So totally, totally. <laughs> it's the sass. It's the everything. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think I kind of had my little alter ego when I was like, whenever I'd be posing with my clients, I was just like, oh my goodness. And I was like, I'm ready. I'm like, I'm so ready for this. Let's do it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. But I got a lot of people that were they're like, no, I had yeah. a lot of people that were kind of against it and like, didn't, didn't see it, didn't have the vision. Um, so I went up against a lot of naysayers with that. Yeah. How mm -hmm. was that mentally on you? Um, you know, I think it's funny because when we're athletes and everything like that, we hear a lot of criticism, you know? Yeah. And so I was kind of used to it, but also being in the female bodybuilding arena. Um, I also navigated a lot of, people always wanting to kind of critique and give their two cents. Right. So I got used to it where I was like, no, I appreciate your feedback. I appreciate that. That's great. However, I'm still going to do what I'm going to do. And it was also kind of a challenge where I was like, I can't wait to show them what I can do. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Becky's back and we can see her. We can, can you hear me? Yep. Yes. <laughs> Thank God. No, it was just, highlighting like it's so important that we remember especially in this sport like we live in our bodies 24 yeah. 7 365 like yep and if you are downsizing for your lifestyle mm -hmm. I think that's fucking badass thank yeah. you so much no that was it it was like it was really you think about it and obviously off seasons are uncomfortable enough a lot of times um, yeah. for women, you know, cause we're trying to obviously put on lean mass. We're trying to reshape recomp. Um, and so I was looking forward to like this four week period of time out of the year where I was lean and I felt really good. And then other than that, I was just like, I just feel like a water Buffalo. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 And that's like, it, it sucks. Like it sucks to live like that. And 
we're yeah. crazy for doing the things that we right. do. <laughs> yeah, we are very crazy. But obviously this this fits your your longer term goal mm-hmm. way yeah. better. Way better. Well, and it's just um I'm having a great time and I I think that we speak about this all the time but it's like what is life if it's not evolution, right? Mm-hmm. If it's not like what's next? Like yep. what are we going to do? There's no finish line. It's just reconfiguring our goals. So this one, I was like, I'm going to go for a shocker. I'm going to go for a big one this time. So, you know, let's, let's mix it up. So that's kind of where I was at. That's amazing. And, um, just like, I, I always admire your, your mindset because this is, I mean, the three of us are, we are all very in tune, right? We are very self-aware and there's, there's a lot of people who think that they're self-aware, right? And then there's the people that like live it and they're, you know, they're, they're doing the work day in mm-hmm. and day out to always evolve and okay. you know, adapt and things like mm-hmm. that. And that's why that's such a big thing too. Becky and I, especially on here, you know, it's the ever adaptive podcast. Like that's, yeah. we're always yeah. adapting no matter yeah. what, like whatever's thrown your way, like you got to adapt, you got to pivot, you got to move forward. Mm-hmm. And, right. and always chasing that next mm-hmm. thing, no matter what roadblocks are thrown your way. No, completely. And it's like, really, that's what, isn't that what life is? You know, it's like, if, if we have one purpose, it's to become the greatest version of ourselves and people talk about it, but it's the people that you just see doing the work, like you said, and you just see in day in and day out, they, they are no excuses. It's just, you know what? Wow. They're getting it done. And, and that's just kind of what it, and also obviously being coaches, we all, we want to practice what we preach. I think that sets a tone. That's a respect thing for our clients. They're like, do you see my coach? Do you see what she's doing or he, you know, it's a big thing, you know? So I like to make them proud too. Oh, for sure. Lead by example. I mean, that's what we have to do. you lose credibility when you're just pointing fingers and not doing the actual work. And no, there's a lot of respect from people in that, in that way too. And yeah. it's like, if you're not walking that walk day in and day mm-hmm. out and practicing what you preach, what good is your word? Exactly. 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 Mm-hmm. I, I, I stand by that. And, you know, it's something that I feel like, you know, we kind of lead the charge. We got to be in the trenches with them And for them to under, like, to know that we're doing the same thing they're doing, we're going through the same stuff they're going through. It connects them to us way more, in my opinion. For sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Go into just kind of everything you do as a whole. So we we know you're a coach, posing coach. Yeah. Like that, just kind of all along the lines. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Um, Starting from, I I also have a a full-time career as well. So okay. yeah, <laughs> you're like, oh, and then there's that. <laughs> it does it all. I, know about that. You know, I, I raise ponies. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I was, oh, like, I was like, oh my God, really? <laughs> you're like, yes, <laughs> I will someday. Um, so I'm in medical device and then I do that full time, obviously a full time mom. Um, I also do coaching. I have a ton of competitors and then lifestyle clients as well. I do posing and I, I'm just kind of all over the place. I do all the things. I love it. I feel like yeah. we're, we're all in that same boat. <laughs> I love it. I love to keep myself busy with it. So yeah. I love that. 
Thank can you. you go into more? Cause you do have two kids and you're a single mom and you said yeah. that, I mean, 365, mm -hmm. there's no break for you. So when you started competing and they yeah. were younger, cause I'm assuming now, how old are they now? So I have 15 and 18 year old. So okay. they're older. Yeah. Yeah. They're older, I was but like, they still need you. Yeah. They still need, of course they still need me. Yeah. <laughs> of course they, they don't want to tell me that, but of course they do. <laughs> they do. We know. Um, but when they were younger and they were like, their every need relied on you and yeah. solely you. How yeah. did you handle competing, working, and motherhood showing up well? Um, so that was probably the the era in my life I didn't sleep much, I would say. Um, so because that required, and I was bodybuilding from the time my daughter was six months old. So I was competing oh. when she was like six months old. Wow. So I that's all they know is me being a bodybuilder. Um, so I would get up. 5 a.m. sometimes 4:30, depending on you know my schedule. I would do my cardio. Sometimes I'd have to train. I had kind of a little home setup if that was the case. Um, then I would get them ready, get myself ready, take them to daycare, go to my full-time job, pick them up, and then they would come to kids' club at the gym with me. I'd do my training and go home, do all the mom stuff, all the activities. And then get them ready for bed and probably do my last cardio. That was generally how it worked. Um, and food prep, all the normal stuff. And that's kind of, for me, I think that we become so regimented on our time management. And it's awesome. Like, so I don't know any different. So it's kind of like when I have free time, I really don't know what to do with myself. Isn't that for real? Like, it that is, is so true. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, what could I squeeze in here? Like, I'm sure I could learn something new. Yeah. I'll learn German in my free time. Please so, do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go get. I feel like, stuff. I feel like as bodybuilders, that's just how we, that like that, that regimented, like that's where we thrive. You know, yeah. it's like where everything, it's like every single minute of every day is just like filled up. It's really yeah. difficult for me right now. Cause I'm actually pulling, like I pulled out of prep. I'm working with a new coach and yes. I'm like. I'm dealing with like, we're, I'm kind of going through what Becky was with like a gut protocol and like starting all of that. And I'm like, I have to like scale back and like do less. Really? And I'm like, I'm going stir crazy. I'm that like, oh. is, that is the death of us when they're like, so we're going to have to have you tone it down. You're like, mm -mm, uh -huh. no, sir. <laughs> no. Okay. It's time for you to learn German then. <laughs> it's your turn. It's your turn. It is my turn. You've, got time. You've got time for it now. <laughs> But no, That's I'm learning thing, too through like when we have to scale back that we need to, because so yeah. many of us, like we have so many demons that we will just like, and I just came off of therapy. So of course we're going to talk about this, but like, I love we, it. I love it. Yes. we like, we're burying them down so much. And it's just, uh, like we just do mm -hmm. and we just show up. And so yeah. like that scale pack back portion of our lives is what we really need to push us forward. Reflection. I think. Yeah. yeah. It's well, and I think it's a reset. I think that's something, you know, we have all of these pivotal life crisis moments that we go through. <clears throat> and I feel like that, I mean, whether it's health, whether it's relationships, whether it's something to do with family, they all present in a time frame where I think it's time for you to reset and it's yeah. time for you to reflect because yeah, we will just keep punching through and muscling through life and then something happens where it's like, well, guess what? You're mortal. 
And here are some things that you need to focus on. So yeah, that's the fucking truth. Yeah. Woo. yeah. No, <sighs> dropping truth bombs left and right. But <laughs> I'm just saying, um, because I've gone through, I've gone through a lot in my life. And for me, I think to stay humble and knowing that there's always going to be more and just to properly care for yourself, mind, body, and spirit to be ready for when those things happen. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's what, like, I always say, cause I, I feel like I put myself in, in situations of pressure to kind of like armor myself for like, well, shit's going to pop up somewhere. And like, yeah. at some point, like, I'm, I'm not going to be caught, you know, off guard. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I, totally. you know, I might not be able to be 100% prepared for this, but like mm -hmm. mentally I can handle this. Right. Absolutely. And I think that that's so important to just constantly choose the harder route. Mm -hmm. Um, but then also it's such a weird, like harmony of when to know what to do, right. When do you push, when do you pull back? And mm -hmm. usually it's like you said, like a, a life event, something big happening. That's like, that makes you sit and be like, okay, time to reflect and like actually figure out what is next. Like, Oh, hundred percent. Well, and that's something that I think that, um, just like you said, kind of implementing hard things into your life, you know, on purpose is so crucial, you know, because it is kind of like carving out, you know, the perfect version of yourself or the best version of yourself, you've got to kind of, you know, go through that pressure, you know, obviously the pearl type thing. So, um, but then even remaining humble and knowing that, guess what, it's still not going to be up to you, like when something comes at you. And so, yeah, I think that's just kind of the best philosophy because most people want to run away, I feel like. And we have a lot of people that are hiding behind whether it's creating a false image of what you know because they're too afraid to face themselves and I really feel like that's kind of a huge epidemic like people are just afraid of just facing their own demons just like you said Becky just face them yeah yeah now I agree go ahead Becky sorry oh no go ahead go you no, <laughs> I was just thinking like going back to you being a mom, because I really just want to like hone in on this because I feel like yeah. so many people will use it as an excuse mm -hmm. versus something that pushes them. So what drove you when your kids were little to continue showing up in bodybuilding? Because you could have very easily, like you started when you were married. And you could have very easily after that whole thing, just been like, okay, I'm done. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a great question. It's, that's something I talk to all of my female clients about when the um, topic of selfishness comes up, right? You're being selfish, right? Um, but one thing that I feel like happens most often with moms is they lose their own identity. They only become mom mm -hmm. and they lose themselves. And because of that and being only mom, then they lose sight of their health. They lose sight of their mental health. They lose sight of anything they love for just themselves. And in doing so, they become less. And so if you become less, you can't give your kids 100%. But also my greatest thing for my kids, um, my daughter, um, both my children lift. And it wasn't my doing. I didn't push them. They wanted to do this. 
and they're both badasses. And um, my daughter told me one time, it was like a couple of years ago, she said, mom, don't ever stop being a bodybuilder because I don't want you normal. Aww. And, you know, and it's because I, you know, and obviously I was always nervous that, you know, they, cause sometimes their friends are like, Whoa, and everything like that. And I didn't want them to be put in a position where they were uncomfortable, but they've loved it. They've loved it. And it's empowered them. And especially my daughter, she's like, I want to be so strong. And she's like 120 pounds repping out a plate for a bench press. I love it. That's yeah. amazing. Thank Aww. you. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, I get so amped. So for me, it's the whole role model. And they always see that I'm pushing. I'm yeah. never complacent in my life. And so neither of them are. And that makes a world of difference for me. And that's amazing because A, you're setting that good example, but like it just, it's all encompassing as like what bodybuilding teaches us. Like it's just so much more than the gym, you know, it's so much. it's building disciplines and, and confidence and health and like all of these different areas that can build, build people up for the next generation yeah. so differently than yeah. this, like s- these, these soft people that just roll over and are victims, right? Where it's terrible. Yeah, go ahead. And and it's just I I love that so much because Becky Becky lives at like Becky's got three kids and like, oh! yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So oh, like sorry. just I love talking to m- moms that mm-hmm. are in this so mm-hmm. heavily because mm-hmm. you figure out how to make it work, you know? It's like just like Becky said, like so many people use it as an excuse where Heather, I loved your take on it where it's like, no, I want to like, this is all they know. And I didn't push this on them, but they're interested because it's what they see and it's what they Mm -hmm. look up to and it's what they're used to. And that's, what's normal to them. You know, it's this higher standard of what actually is normal, which Mm -hmm. is great because we need to hire that standard. Yeah. And, and that's kind of like my firm belief, obviously I've always encouraged them, whatever path they want in life, go for it, but do it all the way. Like, don't slow down. You know, it's like, I commit to it, you know, and that's something that I've really instilled in them. And for me, when it comes to all this stuff, and I think making different goals and showing them that this never stops in our life, no matter what age we're at, no matter what phase we are in life, this never stops. Like I'll be 80 and I'm going to be a ninja. I'm like, I'm, (laughs) I'm, you know, it's like, why not? (laughs) A German speaking ninja. A German speaking ninja that raises ponies. That's yes. it. Done. Yes. Done. <laughs> no, I love that. And I I love how you said that so many moms will think that they're being selfish if they keep up things for themselves. And they end up in turn making them less than what they were supposed to be. So they're giving less to their kids. They're giving less than 100% to their kids. And that hits home for a lot of us because all we want to do is show up well we just want to be good moms yeah then you need to sharpen your sword you need to be the best you and you need to be like so for instance being a single mom also I'm kind I'm the mom and dad and I'm like I've got to be kind of both sides of everything and kind of be able to maneuver but also 
you know, zombie apocalypse comes, I need to like be able to throw them both over my shoulder and start running, you know, whatever. That's I was true. like ready. I was ready for everything. So and you have kinda, to be. Yeah. Because I do see so many moms and parents just in general that are so deconditioned and overweight. And I'm like, what if something happened? Yes. What would you do? Like if you needed to run a mile with your child on your back, could you do it? Yeah. That is such a good, oh my gosh. I love that because people don't think about that. They think about the no. aesthetics. They think about, I want the abs. I want my body back after kids, which yes, valid. But mm -hmm. can you save your kid's life if it comes down to it? If we're invaded. Yeah. I'm like, I got to have like this and check this and check. Like, yeah, can I totally pick up my 14 year old son and run with them? Yeah. We'll Hell see. yeah. It'd be a, a ruck for sure. But you know, like that's okay. But no, that's, those are the things that I think about that could be morbid, but um, still I think valid. And especially, um, so I was attacked at knife point and when my daughter was only like six weeks old and she, she was at my parents' house at the time, but that was the first thing that went through my head was, I need to be able to defend not only myself now, but I need to be able to defend my baby. Mm -hmm. You know, like, what does that mean? It means it's time to level up. And it, it's also, you need to be able to be prepared in any way necessary. So. Yeah. 1,000%. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's just, I think that um, that's where a big misconception is. And, and I think it's due to a lot of complacency and laziness because it's just excuses. You know, oh, I, I need to be just a mom. I need to focus on this. And, you know, the number one thing I will tell every single woman that comes to me with that is um, you need to be the best you. Like you need to have your identity because that is going to translate over to your child. And you need to be the physical, the best physical specimen you can. You need to be able to be mentally strong for them you, because it will break down. Everything else will break down. If you are not physically disciplined, if you are not taking care of your body, this will break down. Everything will break down. Very. You got to fortify. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's, that's mm -hmm. such a good point. Like it all it really all starts in, in the mental and building that up and then physically taking care of yourself mm -hmm. on your mental, you know, keeping on, like, it's just, it's so disheartening when I see people that they can't do basic things. No, it's like, how, how are you going to sustain this? You know? Yeah. No. Well, and what does that mean for you in 40 years? Yeah. You know, I mean, what are you, what about your grandkids? What about, you know, your retirement? What about all of this stuff? I mean, are you just going to roll over and, and take it now? I mean, it's, it's kind of like what I, I see is probably one of the saddest things. It's like this life is supposed to be lived. Yep. So live it. Yeah. Don't sit on your couch and watch Netflix, live it. So, yeah. So true. For sure. So not to change the subject, but I'm really curious of, how your training looks now that you're downsizing. So this was probably, yeah. So I do coach myself. And so that was something too. So I've always been really strict with my, with my diet and everything like that. It kind of had to be like, I'm an endomorph. So I do hold more body fat if I'm not careful. 
And so I've always been really strict on my diet, really good with cardio, but it was the training piece that was probably the most humbling for me when I approached that, because I don't think I realized how big of an ego I had when I, I was like, shit, you know, like, because I had devoted so much time to progressing in those lifts and obviously reaching this, this level of strength and endurance. And so changing my split, I had always been doing for the most part, two leg days, you know, when I was doing female bodybuilding, but then I increased it to three. And then I, I took out a full back day, took out a full chest day. Um, I still do shoulders. I still do arms, but I really just sprinkle in some chest and back and it's very lightweight or body weight movements. And that to me was like the biggest jolt, like where I was like, I just want to press some heavy ass weight. And I was like, nope. And it did take me, um, cause I, I was also doing quite a bit of cardio in the beginning to really try to atrophy a little bit more upper body. So it probably took me a solid four or five months, I would say of really scaling back on all of my upper body training and especially my approach. Cause I went to way higher volume, a lot more tempo changes, isometric stuff like that for my upper body. So I was just activating, but not going into hypertrophy. So, um, yeah, I would say it was about four or five months before I really saw any sort of change. And I was like, is there anything happening? Like, I would like, I would like flare my last, I'm like, oh, like they're still there. <laughs> and so it took a long time. And, um, but I would say it really kind of kicked into gear after I'd been training and reprogramming probably within the first eight months, nine months, I was like really, really changing. So, and but- how much? have you downsized? So I was at like my heaviest, I was close to, I was like 187 yep. and I'm 141. Wow. In oh, a year yeah. and a half. Yeah. Year and a half. So, and I, obviously we know how body weight works. I was stuck at certain body weights. My, right. and I had to kind of break plat- past that plateau. Um, but yeah, no. And I've really stabilized here and, uh, I like the shape I have now and so we're just going to hold tight for Your a second. Your shape is freaking incredible. I just, it's such a, it's such a cool angle because you don't hear of people, never. women downsizing, no. right? No, never. Well, especially that dramatically. It's funny yeah. because I have so many female bodybuilders now and so many women's physique competitors reaching out to me because it is so appealing to them it's uncomfortable being that big. So when I think women, they kind of just almost give up and say, well, this is just what I'm going to be now because I'm already this big. And I'm like, no, that's one thing people need to remember. It's like, you're limitless. You can do whatever you want. You can Mm -hmm. pivot whenever you want to. It's going to be work, but you can pivot. So yeah. Right. Yeah. I like, man, even in, in a bikini off season, I'm like, the socks. Like I could not it's even like, imagine. Yeah. <laughs> no, I cannot tell you guys. And that's the reason I do the transformation posts because I don't think when you see it slowly happening, people don't really pay attention, yeah. you know, and then they see it side. They're like, that like, picture I, you posted yesterday. I was just like, holy shit. Like just incredible. Yeah. Well, thank you. And that's the thing too. I tell people it's not even just size. It's like my whole look. 
Yeah, I looked yeah. very, yeah, I looked very inflamed. I yep. looked very puffy. My face was big, like all the things. And so it's like, I feel healthy when I yeah. look at And you do like, you can physically see it just in those pictures side by side that you look so much healthier. Totally. Totally. And I and am like, you're way leaner. Yeah. And, and that's the weirdest thing too. I'm like, that's so stupid. Like I, cause I was, I was working so hard then. And I'm like, yeah. well, you know, it is so crazy, but you had to do what was best for your lifestyle, for your longevity, for your, your kids, you know, all of those things to, to make it work. And they, that's the beauty of how bodybuilding is evolving where, you know, they're, they're, bringing these new categories and hopefully they stop now because we have plenty, but (laughs) (laughs) okay. I don't know what else we can do. Right. But like you, you have just like so flawlessly downsized into like just the most amazing wellness shape. Like it's so respectable. Like it's just, I, I admire you. And honestly, that means so much coming from you too. I like it's because sometimes I think I have a lot of body dysmorphia. I think we all do, but I'm like, am I like, I still think of myself as big. And like, that's something that I'm like, oh gosh, I'm going to dwarf these girls. I'm going to get up there and just be a, like, I'm going to do a rear pose. And she's going to be like, my ass is like eating the crowd. So I'm like, you know, that was visual. No, I don't <laughs> no, like you, like the way you did it. And like, it just, it was just it like from afar watching, it's just like, you just like landed the plane. Like, so oh, thank you so much. Thank yeah, you. So no, seriously. Like you, I can't wait to to see you actually compete and yeah. witness all of that because I know you're, you're going to kill it. Cause you're not a pro, right? No, no. I, I placed second two times at national shows. You have to place first for female bodybuilding. Right. And then I placed third and I placed fourth. So I literally you were right was, there. I was right there. And that's what, that was a big push. And that's why a lot of people were like, no, you're already there. You're already a pro just do it. And I was just like, I don't love it. I don't yeah. love it. I don't and want that's, it. That's the the biggest thing, right? Is like you mm-hmm. you have to want it. You have to love it. You have yeah. to be all in on it for you for you and no one else. Yeah. Completely. And that was that was think about, I mean, like, yeah, if you would have gotten pro at that level, like sure, you probably would have been really stoked about it, but would it have like fulfilled you? Well, and I, and, and my thought process anyways, was I was going to downsize. Like, even if I went pro in female bodybuilding, I was still going to downsize. So at the end of the day, I'm like, I'm not waiting. I'm not going to continue to pursue this when I know that that's not where my heart is. And I fully tell all of my female client, all my, all my clients, men, women, doesn't matter wherever you're at physically and aesthetically, and you may fit a category better just genetically but that's not, that shouldn't determine what you do. It might take you longer to get to that goal, but you should still pursue it because that's where you're at. You know, you might be able to compete in that division that you fit best for the time being still pursue what you want. I love your that. Vision. Yeah. I love that. Cause it like from the roots of it for all of us, right. It started because we loved bodybuilding. Yeah. Like we loved the gym and what it yeah. did for us. And it, eventually turned into competing for all of us and if that that heart and that purpose and that fulfillment isn't there then like 
what is it really for? You know, if you're doing it for, for someone else or for, you know, your coach to be like, well, physically you fit better in this category. And it's like, well, Mm -hmm. I don't want to, I don't want to fit in that category. No. And that's what I, that's the feedback I was receiving all the time is like, I was working with all these top coaches and they're like, no, you need to do this. This is where you fit. You have a great frame for this. And I was like, and that's great. And I appreciate your feedback. I mean, like this, that's kind of the attitude I started developing when I would receive those comments. I'd be like, I really appreciate your feedback and I appreciate the compliments that I would do well in this category. However, that's not my goal. And so, and that's kind of the way I went about it. That's why whenever I talk to one of my clients, I'm like, what's your vision? What's, what do you, where do you, where do you see yourself and show me a visual? Like, so they'll show me pictures or whatever. And I'm like, okay, that should determine the path we take. You know, it might take us longer, but we'll get there. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then that's, and that's our job is to lay out that, that roadmap to get to what their goal is. You know, Mm -hmm. if we're leading them in a direction that they don't want to go in, they probably won't continue. No. Well, and they'll be extremely unhappy in circumstances where they're having to put a lot of time and effort into something that they aren't truly in. You know, that's something I see a lot with women. Well, anyone really, but it's like, if they're not really in it, they shouldn't do it. So yeah, I agree. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Becky, do you have any other questions? I had one and then I completely lost I lost it. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. You have three kids. I have two. I get it. <laughs> it'll come back. Yeah, it'll come back at like two in the morning. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <Got> <laughs> no. Heather, do you have anything else that you want to throw in? Um, I mean, really, I I so appreciate you guys having me on. Like this was something I was so excited about. And I love the podcast. You guys do phenomenal. Um and uh I love the journey. I'm going to be following both of you, as you know, with this. And it's just been such a, an honor to be on and be able to do this with you. Oh, so thank you so much for coming on. I, yeah. I love your, what was that? I got it. Oh, <laughs> Becky, go. <laughs> Before we let you go, I heard rumors of prep in 2024. Is that true? Will we see you on stage sooner? In July. So July? okay. Yeah, I'm going to do um, a local show, obviously, to qualify. And then my plan is to do USA's. Perfect. Oh, All right. Yeah. We'll be watching. Yeah, yeah. Yes. absolutely. I'll keep you guys posted. Uh, I can't wait. I can't wait to see. No, Heather, thank you so much for coming on. Like, I, I just you know, like I admire you so much. I tell you this all the time. Thank you so much. Ella, I, I, I honestly, like I told you too, it's like, this has been such an awesome thing to be on here. And I'm just, I'm just overjoyed. And you guys are both just amazing. And Sarah, you already know, I'm like uber crush. You're awesome. <laughs> I just love you. So it's, it's going to be great. We can just, you know, shoot each other compliments all the time. But yeah, no, I mean, constant <laughs> hype. it's great. Always, always. No, I just, I love how unique your story is and just, you know, everything that you've pushed through and the mindset that you carry through it all. Like it's very, it's inspiring and Thank more you. people, more people need to be enlightened in the way that you think we think things like that and just creating a better path moving forward and for other people to watch and 
hopefully adopt as well. So thank you so much for coming on. I love that we finally made this happen. <laughs> I know. I know. We've had our, our Wi-Fi issues, all of us, but it's fine. I know. <laughs> yeah, but it's fine. We figured it out. Well, um, again, thank you ladies so much. This has been so awesome. And you two are just fabulous. So I can't, can't thank you. you. Uh, yeah, thank we love you. you. Thank you so much. Um, guys, thank you for tuning in and we will see you next week. Wait, before we go, Heather, really quick, where can we find you on Instagram? Plug yourself. Yeah. yeah. So um, at Phoenix underscore fire Munson is my Instagram. So feel free to come see me and everything. I'm the redhead. Can't miss me. <laughs> can't miss. She's amazing. Yeah, can't miss me. So yeah. Perfect. All right. All right. Bye guys. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye.